You are listening to the A for Effort podcast, where we discuss all things education. I'm your host and teacher bestie, Sage. I'm an elementary teacher based in Sacramento, and I'm here to chat about the teacher life and share thoughts, conversations, and advice to my fellow educators. Join me every week for new episodes. Hi besties, welcome to our first ever bonus episode. So excited, um, especially because this one is about 2021. Um, if you're listening to this, it's probably um, the new year already. So thank goodness 2021 is over. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm ready uh, for 2022 and hoping it's um a lot better than 2021. So, um, on that note, this episode, we're going to be reflecting on 21 things that we learned from teaching in 2021. Um, there were so many things that we learned, but I feel like, um, I've compiled a list here that hopefully resonates with you and, um, let's get into it. Okay. So the first thing that we learned in 2021, um, is that we hate the phrase build the plane as we fly it. (laughs) Uh, I don't know about you, but I am like, I have, I do not want to hear that phrase ever again. Um, as a pilot, you would never fly the plane if the engine was only half built or if you were missing the wing. But, um, as teachers, like in 2020 and in 2021, we had to build the plane as we fly it, so to speak. I know that was a phrase that you heard like literally every day, at least once a day, um, And I think that what we did learn from that is, like, are we capable of doing that? Yes. Is that the best thing for us? Absolutely not. (laughs) So here's to hoping that we never have to build the plane as we fly it again. All right. The second thing that we learned from teaching in 2021 was that change is constant. This is something that you were probably already really familiar with, especially being a teacher. Um, But I feel like we were really forced to be flexible um, this year specifically just because a lot of the procedures um, and mandates were changing at all times. And so we really had to learn um, to kind of go with the flow. Um, And I think it was just a big reminder that things are constantly changing and evolving, especially in the field of education. So uh, that was huge last year. The third thing that we learned from teaching in 2021 was that our physical health was much more important than our career. I think teachers are a special group of people that would avoid missing work as much as possible. People who become teachers are the types of students that get perfect attendance growing up and so I feel like as teachers in this profession we do not like missing school and in fact it's even harder for us to miss school because of all of the precautionary things that we need to do in order just to miss one day of work. For example, finding a substitute, putting in the sub job, um, writing the sub plans, and then following up with any possible like behavior issues um, or things like that that happened the day that you were out. So the fact that now after a, a pandemic had to make us realize that our physical health and well-being is much more important than our career or our job, um, I think is huge. And so um, now coming to work, even if you have a sniffle, you do not go. And I think that's so important that the values have shifted and changed and um it's sad that it took a pandemic to show us like to put our physical health first but i think it's so so necessary um 
And this one leads us into number four, which is that our mental health is also much more important. Um, this goes for students as well as teachers. And I think um, after all the screen time, after being, um, you know, isolated in a sense uh, from our family and friends and things like that, I think we as a society have realized the importance of mental health and um, teachers especially learning like when it's okay to walk away from what you're working on, um, setting those boundaries um, to maintain your mental health because if you don't, um, then it only hurts you and the students as well. So I think it's another huge thing that we're gonna take away from teaching in 2021. Number five goes along really well with numbers three and four, and that's the importance of self-care. Um, like I mentioned before, setting those boundaries. Um, I think teachers learned that if I don't fill my own cup first, um, I'm not going to be able to fill my students' cups. Um, same thing goes for like if I don't put on the air mask or whatever, I'm not going to be able to do that for my students. So it's really important that I take care of myself. I find things that I love that are important to me that help me um, sharpen the saw, so to speak, or feel rejuvenated and ready for work. Okay, and number six, the sixth thing that we learned from teaching in 2021 was the importance of building relationships. Um, that was one of the biggest challenges that teachers faced uh, in the last school year just because we had that screen in between us with our students so you couldn't talk to them in person. It was difficult to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations and build that relationship um, just because you were actually not together in the same room uh, for a really long time. I know for my district, it wasn't until like the very end of the school year that we were able to really bring kids back into the classroom. So I think that was a huge challenge, but I think at the end of the day, teachers realize the importance of building relationships with your students. Uh, and someone who I consider to be a mentor would always, uh, always used to say, the best classroom management is relationships and having relationships with your students. I think in 2021, we, we knew that already, right? But it was just reiterated um, by the fact that we couldn't really be with the students. So we had to learn how to build relationships online um, and how to teach the students to build relationships with one another online in a safe and respectful way. So that was the sixth thing that we learned. Uh, the next thing that we learned in 2021 was just overall advances in technology. I think um, I learned personally, I thought like as a millennial, like, oh, like I'm really good with technology. Like I know what I'm doing. Um, I can, you know, easily navigate Google Classroom and um, I know how to like troubleshoot things. If my computer shuts down, like I know what to do, um, etc. But I just feel like we, even me, even as someone who considered themselves to be really good um, at technology or with technology, I still learned a lot more than I knew already and vice versa for the people who like were not very good at technology or like could hardly send an email. Like here they are setting up Zoom meetings and like navigating Google Classroom and um, sending messages on talking points or whatever it is. So I just feel like teachers were pushed so much to like learn the technology and figure out how to navigate all of the different apps and things that we had uh, a lot of them had never even used or touched in the past um and so i think that was huge and i know a lot of people who will not be going backwards 
Okay, the eighth thing that we learned from teaching in 2021 was the importance of taking risks with the advances in technology and moving everything to purely a distance learning. There was sort of this uh, period of forced growth for all teachers, old and new, um, to the profession where we were like really just forced to learn new technologies, new websites, new applications, um, new ways to navigate online. And I think that forced growth helped to remind all teachers the importance of taking risks in the classroom. Um, especially when you're trying something new, like not everything you teach is going to be the same from year to year. It's not always going to work with different students. Every student is different. Every student learns differently. Um, and that being said, like you have to take different risks with your lessons, with the approaches and the engagement strategies. And we were really forced to do that, especially when we were all distance. Um, and for me and my district, we were half online and the other half in class and it was happening at the same exact time. So you had to navigate that as well. So really there was this period of forced growth that happened in 2021. And I think that really pushed teachers to take more risks with their lessons and their engagement strategies and things that they did in the classroom um, online or in person that they would have never done before. And so I think that was something um, that was just a big reminder to teachers that sometimes you have to switch it up. You have to take risks in your engagement and see what happens and see how the students take it. Um, and that leads us perfectly into number nine, which is the power of reflection. Uh, really taking a moment after the, or at the end of each day, maybe after your lesson, whenever it is, just to reflect on your practices and how the students did and how um, well they learned it, who learned it, who didn't, etc., etc. And I think a lot of the time, especially as we get um, to become veteran teachers, we forget to reflect on our practices. And then we end up in this cycle where every year we do the same exact lesson um, from year to year and it varies um very little and so I think it was just a good reminder that it's really important to reflect on what you're doing in the classroom is it working why is it not working why or why not and so I think um that was another really great takeaway from teaching in 2021 um, number 10, uh, and this one you can take with a grain of salt, um, is new engagement strategies. Um, so this one for me is good and bad just because there were so many really fun uh, things that I, I picked up and how to engage the students online, uh, especially like with Zoom and like typing in the chat and using the raise hand tool and blah, blah, blah. But um, there were some engagement strategies that I think I would not be mad about if we never have to do them again. <laughs> uh, one in particular that I'm thinking of is like the one that a lot of people were doing on TikTok and it was like you were your students would answer a question and if they got it right you would like put a sticker on your face or like you would put like a different piece of like makeup on your face or something like that and by the end of it you would look like just absolutely ridiculous and you could hear the teachers like they would film themselves so that you could like see what they were doing but you could hear the kids like audio and they'd be like laughing and like 
yeah, that's wonderful that your students are really engaged, but I think, like, to what extent do we need to, like, make this a circus to, like, really keep our students engaged? So I think um, teaching in 2021 reminded us engagement is like one of the biggest forms of classroom management number one hands down number two engagement looks different um with every class with every grade level with every teacher etc and i think number three would have to be that it's okay to try new engagement strategies and get creative with it and um, engagement makes the lesson fun for the students it can be fun for the teacher but also um keeping in mind like the extent to which you're gonna go to the to engage your students um I know for me personally I'm not putting stickers on my face I hope that doesn't make me like a Grinch or whatever but <laughs> you do you that's all I'm gonna say about that okay wow we're already on number 11 that's super crazy Okay, number 11 um, is time management. So something that was really difficult in the beginning of the pandemic was time management and being able to like prepare materials and upload everything on Google Classroom and send out messages on Remind or talking points or via email, whatever, um, was really difficult to track how much time we were really spending working, especially when we were working from home and your home was also your workplace. And so you could never really get away from being at work because it was literally in your house and you live there and you literally couldn't leave your house because it was a pandemic. So <laughs> uh, time management was really tricky uh, for a lot of people. And I think that in 2021, we learned that it's just important to manage your time more carefully and like pick maybe a top three things that you need to do to complete at work and maybe like if you work better at home than what you can bring home or if you work better at school during your preps like which is great then um and good for you like I'm super jealous because I do not work well during my prep <laughs> but um like figuring out like where and when you work best and what you can get done at work so that way you really don't have to work beyond your contract hours but I think time management uh, was super big and I think now um, I'm noticing at least in myself that I'm managing my time better because I realize how vital my time is and how much I don't want to overwork. I feel like we overworked a lot last year and that's not something we're going to be bringing in with us to 2022. Um, okay, number 12 is helping others. Um, I think that's super important, uh, especially like uh, grade level wise. I saw a lot of grade levels really working together. Um, my grade level specifically, we shared like a Google Drive. Uh, if you ever made anything, um, then you posted it on the Google Drive and then you would send an email or a text about what you put in there. Uh, you would check the drive frequently in case someone had uploaded something new that you can use. Um, it was really great just because you didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, and we realized the importance of like really working together as a group. Um, it was like a giant group project, except it wasn't just one person doing all the work like it is in college, <laughs> which is great. Um, and I hope that more, uh, more groups and more um, teachers can say the same about their grade level too, because I can't imagine having done the past year and a half without an amazing grade level team uh, that I am so fortunate to be on. So I hope that everyone else had the same support system and that other teachers also realized the importance of working together, sharing materials, um, all that good stuff.
Okay, number 13 is the view of teachers um, via society. So I think society's views on um, or value of teachers definitely changed. And I think it changed not only once, but um, twice, maybe three times. Um, and it kind of flip-flops and goes back and forth. But in the beginning, a lot of like families and parents were like, oh my God, like teachers do so much. Like we can't believe that we're at home teaching the kids blah, blah, blah. Like, we're so thankful. Like, thank your teachers. All this great stuff. And we're like, oh, that's so sweet. Thanks. We're finally getting the recognition we deserve after however, you know, many years. And then in the midst of the pandemic, it totally flops and switches. And then the families are like, OMG, like your job isn't that hard. Just take the kids, blah, 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 like complete opposite. And so we kind of saw both of that. And I feel like I get it. You were stuck at home with your kids and you also had to work from home and like it felt like you were teaching um, them and doing our job while you were also having to do your job and then also never getting a break from your kids. So I definitely understand uh, where that kind of attitude is coming from, but I also feel like you really, if you weren't a teacher, then you didn't really know what we were going through at the time and you don't really know how to do our job you might have been helping your student with their homework and that's great but you still aren't really teaching them the content which is what we were doing so yeah I think the view of teachers changed uh, more than once in the past year maybe two years just because of the pandemic um, I'm hoping that more adults and families like see the importance of teaching and value our job again but um, you never know, and it's something that I think will just always be changing. All right, on to number 14. The 14th thing that we learned from teaching in 2021, um, I think, is that we entered a new level of exhaustion. I think teachers were exhausted before when we had to teach in person, um, but even more so exhausted after having to look at a screen for literally eight hours straight all day long, still not getting adequate breaks for food and restroom and things like that. So I think there was a new level of exhaustion that we have reached. Um, and then coming back to school, doing both distance and in person at the same exact time, like just kicked it up a notch completely. And then even after that, starting the following school year, bringing all the kids back to school after having not have been in class for over a year like just another whole new level of exhaustion because there was so many procedures and behavioral things that we had to like reteach and reteach again and just go over so I think teachers just found like this new level of exhaustion that they could push themselves to and we really did that <laughs> so I think hey, you made it this far, you made it through 2021, you can literally do anything because you are exhausted. <laughs> um, okay, number 15. Um, number 15, I'm going to call access. Okay, and so what I wrote down was communication with families. Okay, but what I really mean is that there was a new um, level of access to teachers that families had never really had before. And there was this expectation that they should be able to reach us at all times, day and night, um, rain or shine, not 
so much worried about what time it was but that we would get back to them within the hour when really that amount of access like not even my actual friends and family get that 24 7 access to me so why would I give the people that I work for 24 7 access to me it just doesn't make any sense but I think that there was this newfound expectation that all communications would be within an hour and really and really that's not achievable and it's not authentic and I just feel like there needs to be that boundary and a lot of families I think didn't realize that but um for me personally like I would get messages at like 11 p.m and um on talking points and they would go straight to my phone and my phone would ding like in the middle of the night when I'm already asleep or I'm like busy doing something else um you know self-caring it up and no I'm not gonna get back to you right away and you need to understand that it's just not acceptable for you to think that my job takes place at 11 p.m at night it's that's nowhere near within my contract hours so I think um yeah the communication and the level of access that families got from teachers was just unachievable and unrealistic um and so going forward like I think and I at least I hope that other teachers um learn that like no one no one that you work for should have 24 7 access to you and like although I will get back to you within a reasonable amount of time it will not always be within like an hour because it's just not realistic but I think that was something huge that came up especially with distance learning and then now um that there is that there are certain apps such as like remind and talking points um and class dojo or whatever that you can message um the families to and that they can message you back um which is great. It's an awesome, like, advance in technology, but at the same time, it's like there needs to be a boundary. You should not be able to reach me on vacation. You should not be able to reach me at 11 p.m. at night. Like, there are certain limits, and I would never text my doctor or my dentist at 11 p.m. at night, like, expecting them to respond. No, like, I don't even have that kind of access to them, so I think the same should be um, for teachers as well. Okay, number 16. Um, the 16th takeaway from teaching in 2021 was just overall effects of TikTok and social media. This is something that um, I talked about with Marvin Reed on the podcast already. Um, and so I don't want to get too deep into it, but I just think that it's important to know like the pros. Like, yeah, there were definitely positives. Lots of teachers sharing all the cool things that they're doing to engage your students. Lots of like fun videos you can do to show to your class to like also engage them in what we're learning in the content and things like that. But also the negative effects, which were uh, kids spending too much time on TikTok. Um, you know, when we return to school, the negative effects of like the TikTok challenges where they're vandalizing things, they're slapping other kids, they're slapping teachers. Um, you know, it's just very, I think we just realized the amount of influence that social media has on this generation of kids and like the access that they have to social media and things like that. And so how do we take that information and use it to our advantage like how do we um navigate this generation how they learn um and I think also like stay in the know as far as like what challenges are being thrown out what trends are occurring on TikTok and Instagram and like how do we as teachers like address these in our classroom and in our content so I think 
um, just realizing overall the importance of um, social media to this generation of students. Okay, the 17th thing that we learned from teaching in 2021 was the importance in having a sense of belonging. I think this goes for teachers as well as for students, but maybe for students more so. I think it's important that students have a certain ownership over their classroom, ownership over their school, and they feel that sense of belonging to their school culture or to their classroom culture because of this ownership that they see that these things that are there in the school or in the classroom are there for them and not so much um, like in a positive way and not so much in, in a negative way. And I think without this sense of ownership, we um, start to see an influx of like those negative TikTok challenges and we see that that's the reason why um, is because uh, they don't feel that they belong and they don't feel that certain sense of belonging to the school. And so because of that, I think that's why we had a lot of like vandalism or we had a lot of like fights or um those challenges where you have to like slap someone in the back of the neck or something like that so I feel like um we really were reminded of why it's so important to feel a sense of belonging to the school to your classroom um to your grade level things like that it really is also one of like the basic needs we need to meet these basic needs before we can be expected to really teach our students anything and we have to make them feel like they're accepted and that they belong and that they're safe in that environment so that they can take risks in their education and they can learn from their mistakes and they can feel comfortable to make mistakes and so um really just a reminder for teachers that we need to help our students see that Everything that's in the classroom, everything that's in the school is made for them. It's theirs to take care of and they need to show ownership of what's on the campus. Okay, number 18. Um, one thing that we definitely learned that we, I mean, I never expected to have to learn when I decided to become a teacher was how to teach with a mask on. <laughs> um, it sounds really silly, but I think a lot of people don't realize the importance of facial expressions and body language and um teachers i think a lot of what we instruct to is like all in the facial expressions i know especially for primary grades a lot or and even like for speech pathologists you have to literally show the students what your mouth looks like when you teach them a letter right when you teach them a new freaking sound you have to show them what your mouth and your tongue like literally do it sounds so weird to say that out loud but it's like exactly true and i think having to learn how to teach that without them actually seeing your mouth when you think about it is insane but we did that like we literally took that and we're like okay for sure like challenge accepted and like now primary teachers everywhere are teaching kids how to read and say sounds and learn new letters without even ever having like seen their mouth, which is crazy when you think about it. Um, but we also didn't realize like the importance of, and like this is for primary and intermediate too, like your facial expression. Like nowadays, like we have to be so much more expressive with our hand gestures and with the rest of our body because they cannot see our mouths. The kids don't know if I'm smiling or if I'm like making a face or like 
grimacing or whatever underneath my mask so I have to like move my eyebrows more like in more expressive ways I have to talk with my hands a little bit more and things like that like you have to really try and go the extra mile to show them and express like how you're feeling and like your excitement to learn something or to teach something um and like or how serious that you are about something if you know you're kind of like telling them that what they did was not okay or whatever it is that you're doing um but I just feel like teaching in a mask like I said not something that I think any teacher ever like you know would have guessed that we would have to learn how to do but they were like oh hey by the way now you have to teach with a mask on your face and we like we're like, oh, okay, for sure, challenge accepted, and, like, here we are literally doing it, like, all day long, and there are some jobs where, like, you just wear your mask, like, in the building, but then when you get to your cubicle or your desk, like, you take it off, like, no, we wear them literally all day long every single day, and, like, we learn how to communicate, and it sounds silly, but, like, it really was a huge takeaway. All right, let's get into number 19, which is hand sanitizer. I think a lot of teachers learned the importance of hand sanitizer. I think a lot of students learned the importance of washing their hands, finally. I think a lot of them probably weren't doing that before. Um, but I definitely want to say that I have a newfound appreciation for hand sanitizer. I think in the past, like, I took it for granted and now <laughs> I think overall like health wise and like cleanliness wise we just realize how important it is to make sure that we're sanitizing constantly we're always thoroughly washing our hands after we use the restroom we're wiping down the tables and the countertops and the doorknobs and everything like that and just making sure that we're being clean it's just been such a quick and easy way to ensure the health and safety of everyone in the classroom and I think the students realize now the importance of keeping their bodies clean and keeping each other safe and healthy. So again, um, yeah, hand sanitizer, super important. Um, definitely didn't appreciate it as much as I do now. I definitely have put on more hand sanitizer in this past year than I literally ever have in my entire collective life. <laughs> um, and side note, I still have yet to find a hand sanitizer that doesn't entirely dry out my hands. So if you got good hand sanitizer recs, holla at your girl, let me know. Um, we're definitely not into the ones with glitter in them. <laughs> so it's a no from me, but thank you Bath and Body Works. Um, we're definitely looking for something a little bit um, more hand sanitizer, less glitter. So, um, but yeah, if you have any good hand sanitizer regs that won't absolutely dry out my skin um, and leave it looking like a raisin, then let me know. All right, on to number 20. The 20th thing that we learned from teaching in 2021 was just overall the importance of having boundaries. This was kind of talked about um, with self-care as well as like importance of physical and mental health over your career and your job and I think that um while those can stand on their own I think just overall in general boundaries it's important to have boundaries with your colleagues it's important to have boundaries with your students it's important to have boundaries with your families that you work with um etc and I just think that just teaching in 2021 if it's taught us anything it's that um we have to set boundaries for ourselves and for when we work and how we work and 
what we share and who we share it with and who has access to us and when that is um, and when it's not. And I think overall um, boundaries are, are healthy. I think that before the pandemic hit that a lot of teachers did not have these certain boundaries set. I know like me personally, I did not really have any boundaries. If I thought of something for work, I immediately stopped what I was doing. I wrote it down um, or I got started on it right away. And I just feel like um, whenever a family member of one of my students reached out to me, if they needed anything, if I was available um, or if I wasn't, I made myself available. And I, you know, lack of boundaries really messed up my own self-care and my own mental health my physical health all that stuff like so if you don't set those boundaries for yourself then you're really not setting yourself up for success and if you're not helping yourself then you're not going to help your students so I think yeah boundaries are healthy and if teaching in 2021 taught us anything it was just a reminder to have those boundaries um set in place and I think they obviously need to be like respectful and they obviously need to be, like, achievable boundaries. Like, I'm not going to be at school during my contract hours and say, oh, no, I can't make this phone call. I can't reach out to you right now. Um, and obviously, sometimes you have to bend your boundaries just a little bit. But I think, because um, they're not set in stone, but I just think, like, it's important to have them for yourself. And it's it's what helps maintain those relationships if they're respectable and their achievable boundaries and they're realistic then I think um it's perfectly healthy and not a lot of people um not a lot of teachers I think were implementing boundaries in the past I know some that were but I feel like the lines were blurred I feel like when we went to all distance and then through the concurrent model of teaching where we had half on distance and half in person or you know whatever your numbers were the lines with your boundaries were a little bit blurred, but I think coming out of it on the other end of that now, we're reminded of like, okay, these are the boundaries that I'm going to set. This is what's going to work for me, or this is what I'm going to try and see if this works for me. And if not, then I'm going to reflect and change it to make these boundaries work for me and my lifestyle and, um, my career and things like that. So I just think, um, we got lost a little bit. The lines got a little blurred because there was a little too much access to us, but now we're kind of back. And so I feel like you can set those boundaries um, and that will definitely be something that I'm doing in, in 2022 and it's something that I know that I'll constantly be working on. All right, we made it to number 21. So the 21st thing that we learned from teaching in 2021 um, was, and I'll just say the phrase, give them grace. Um, and I think a lot of the times teachers heard that, um, coming from our admin, coming from people from the district, um, coming from, you know, anyone who was a coach or anything like that. We're telling the teachers, oh, remember to give your students grace, give your family grace. Um, okay, wait, wait, wait. What about giving myself some freaking grace? So I think that it applies to everyone. Um, especially when we were, you know, in a, the position where we were forced to, like, take on so many new things and, like, um, you know, this forced risk-taking and growth process that we went through. And I feel like, you know, I was just, like, being way too hard on myself as a teacher. So I feel like moving forward and especially going into 2022, what we're going to take away from this year was just not only give like your students and your family grace, but like give yourself some grace, cut yourself some slack, 
this is not like any other profession. Um, you're always learning. You're always growing. You're always going to do better and become better. You'll never be done learning or growing, I think, um, as a teacher. So I think just remember to like not be so hard on yourself. Give your students grace. Give your families grace. But give yourself some grace because the end of the day like you'll never be done perfecting your craft like you'll always there will always be room to get better all right so that is the end of our list i hope that you heard at least one thing uh, that resonates with you and that you're going to take with you to 2022 i know it's going to be a much better year i have just have a really good feeling about it so um fingers crossed and um thanks for joining us on the pod today make sure that you uh subscribe and i'll see you next week Talk to you later.